1: Well, thank you again, uh, pastors, for letting me come and hang out with you, and, and God wants to do some great stuff, great stuff. You know, I've been, uh, how many of you know that sometimes God will get your attention by what frustrates you? <laughs> how many of you know that, that God will get your attention by what, what makes you, you know, I got, we have kids here, right? What, <laughs> what, what makes you a little frustrated? I've been frustrated with something, I, 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 and in this frustration, I have a revelation. Frustration is to cause you to look deeper at something. How many of you know that? So, so I was looking at the, the, the kind of Christians that we see right now. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but we do. We end up doing it. I don't know why. We just, it just ends up happening. But I found that there's two kinds of Christians, two kinds of Christians. What is your name again? Mallory. Two kinds of Christians. And I, in, the, in the category of these Christians, I'm going to give you the category, and then we're going to, we're going to jump in One is the Christian that's giant-minded. And then the other one is a Christian that's kingdom-minded. I found that giant-minded people are problem-oriented. Kingdom-minded people are throne-oriented. See, the throne represents the place where you have authority. I don't want to be giant-minded. I want to be throne minded I want to have authority over things. I want to know that when I speak, something changes. How many of you know that? That's the kingdom of God. When you speak, something changes. So I want to talk to you about the story of David. We know the story of David and Goliath, and it's an incredible story. And so I'm just going to give you a couple of things that I've seen in it. One of the things is that when David is being called, and you can start with me in 1 Samuel 17. When David is being called to the battlefield, David comes to the battlefield not for battle. He was actually overlooked as someone who could fight in the battle. He was not actually someone who was called into the service. He was someone that was just supposed to take care of the, the, the sheep, take care of the little, the little herd, and, and just take care of the papa. So dad, papa says, listen, I want you to take the, this lunch is to your, to your brothers on the mission, on the field, on the, on the battlefield. And so David is faithful. And what he does, and in this season, faithfulness is going to raise you up faster than anything else. So what he does is David doesn't just leave the sheep with no one, but it says that David left the sheep with someone. So that in his position, he knows I am watching over the sheep. And when I leave to do what my father wants, I can't just say, Father, you handle it. He found someone to take care of the sheep faithfulness. Someone say it with me, faithfulness. Faithfulness. So David takes care of the, He leaves someone with the sheep. Then he takes the lunches, cheese and crackers and probably wine. I don't know. He takes that and he takes it and he goes to the battlefield and he sees the battle going. He sees the battlefield, but no battle happening. And so he has the lunches for the family, but he wants to go and see what's happening on the battlefield. So instead of just dropping the lunches and going see. What does he do? He takes the lunches and he hands them to someone to watch over the lunches. Someone say faithfulness. So he takes in the lunches or handed to someone, bag baggage, guy, handle, the lunches. He goes out onto the field, and he sees a Goliath standing up across the, across the valley on the other side of the hill. There's a, there's a line array of, 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 of warriors that are a part of the Goliath Philistines, and then there's a battle array of warriors that are in Israel. And he sees Israel just standing, and he sees the, 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 the men of Gath and the Philistines standing over there. No one's moving. They're just head-to-head with no action. I, I hate that. I I just don't like that. David sees Goliath, and he says, what's going on here? And so he starts to ask the question, what's happening here? And as as, as, as the conversation persists, continues, uh, there's a story that comes out, which is whoever takes down Goliath is going to have free taxes. Come on, somebody, free of taxes. Free, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they're going to live the rest of their life tax-free. Come on, take it. I love that he pulled this straight out. No more taxes to be paid for this guy. Plus, he gets to marry the daughter of, of the king. He's like, okay, cool. I get to step in my, I get to rise up. And then there's a list of other things that are for him. And then David does this weird thing. Instead of just hearing it once, he asks the question, okay, so what's going to happen? Then they say it again. And then instead of just Saying it once. How many of you know repetition is the mother of skill? Repetition is the key to your next level. Why do you guys keep talking about America? Because repetition is the way to get heard. He keeps, what's going to happen? The next thing you know is is they say, well, what's going to happen is this, 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 this. And he says it again. Until the, 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 the soldier that protects and watches over, the king hears it, and he brings David to the king. How many of you know you're going to get invited into places when you have a cause? See, Eliab heard his brother talking over and over and over as Eliab said, what are you here? Why, who, who'd you leave the, the, the sheep with? What are you doing here? What are you doing? And he says, you just want to come and see the battle. I could imagine David going, what What battle? What battle are you actually talking about? Is there not a cause? Is there anybody here, is there not a cause for the energy? Is there not a cause for the strength? Is there not a cause for, you have to know the cause is what gets you past the giants. The cause is what gets you into doors that are closed. The cause is what gets you into places that no one has invited you into. The cause, you have to have a cause. I'm on somebody. You have to have a cause that's so deep within you that it makes you look at a giant and says, isn't there a reason to take this thing down? Am I yelling too much? Is it too early for, is it too early for the yeller? Because I can calm it down a little bit. David gets invited into the king's quarters. He walks in the king. Now, I want you to hear this because this, so, this is what I feel in this house. Then he walks in and he says, king, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, the first, he's just being introduced to the king. First, king, don't worry about it. Don't let any of your people be afraid. You don't be afraid. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> this guy walks in. He has Sheep. He smells like he's been on the backside of everything. And he goes walking up in there, and he's like, don't worry about it. And the king is smelling like roses. You know, and he's, Can you imagine David? He causes such a ruckus amongst those that are doing nothing. He causes such a ruckus amongst those that are doing nothing until he gets the attention of the person he needs to get the attention of. My friend, Sean Foyt's going to be at the conference. He called me when he came into Seattle, and Chop Zone was coming. He says, Tracy, come to Chop. I'm like, I wasn't planning to. I was going to watch TV. <laughs> I'm just telling you honestly. We're being honest this morning, right? He's like, man, I need you to come and open it up. So I said, okay. I so we show up in Chop Zone when the, the, the shutdown, we show up, and we shut the Chop down. Chop got shut down, and the kingdom of God came in. But you get attention when you're willing to stand in the midst of what no one else is willing to stand in. You're willing to do what no one else is willing to do. You're willing to talk about what no one else is willing to talk about. You're willing to... Come on, are you... Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Can you imagine your... Eliab's going, what are you doing here, bro? And then all of a sudden, he gets called in by Abner. The king... I think you should meet the king. Can you imagine, he's walking past all of the warriors that have been there all week. You guys didn't see that, this You can show up late, but have a big mouth and win. Oh, I'm just, uh, you want me to have a bigger mouth? Yes, please. America needs you to have a bigger mouth. Don't shut up, don't be quiet, don't be silent. Stand up and manifest. He walks in and says, King, don't you worry about it. I got this. You cannot be a shy little s- sassafras Christian in this day. And day. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be, thank you. <laughs> you have to be a solid, solid Christian. You have to be. <laughs> someone needs to wake up in this season everything is woke except for believers you're going to have to stand in in a position where you may feel like you're not equipped and say don't worry about it i've got this I'm, who, I don't know who I'm, I'm talking to. You. Don't worry about it. We've got this. Come on, King. Don't worry about it. We've got this. Then he, then he, goes, then he goes to his past. He says, "Listen." He says, "Listen, King. You want to know how I got this? Your servant. Now he's a servant. Your servant has killed a lion and a bear with my own hands. I took it and I grabbed it by the beard and I beat him down. He's not at all shy." Don't bring shy Christianity into this. That's a false humility. Don't have a false pride that's going to sound humble. Be full of what God has given you and talk about where God has brought you from and establish what God has done in your life. And if you killed a lion and if you killed a bear, talk about it. I killed the lion and I killed the bear because God is on my life. Don't you worry about it. We're going to get this handled, king. See, you've discounted yourself from the war, thinking that your past has nothing to do with your future. The fact is you've had some incredible wins. How many of you would say you've had some incredible wins? Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going to do right now. You don't know what's happening in Pastor Tracy. It's happening in my life. It's so intense. I'm not talking about what's happening right now. You are looking at a giant. I'm telling you, stop looking at a giant and get your mind on a throne. David is the only one that's vested in this battle. Heath knows that the giant is the only thing that's keeping him from getting to the throne. And if I've got to take down a giant to get to the throne, then I'll take down a giant to get to the throne. I'm not going to be giant-minded. I'm throne-minded. I'm coming to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is coming. And what's really interesting is David is the least likely to actually be in this position david wasn't called to the battle because he's an illegitimate son and so as being an illegitimate son he wasn't actually seen as someone who could be representing of the family how many i don't know what your excuse is baby i'm just want to talk to you someone else i don't know what you're using as your excuse and why you can't be used by god I don't know what you're using as your past excuse. You think you're illegitimate. Can I tell you, promotion doesn't come from man. Promotion comes from the Lord. Promotion comes from God. And you can be promoted no matter what your background is, no matter what your lifestyle was, no matter who you used to be. God is not looking at what you were. He's looking at what you're to become. He had a throne in his heart when you came alive. He had a throne in his heart when you came out of this backwoods. Whatever you came from, he had a throne in his heart for you. No one knew that 16-year-old mom, my mom, 16-year-old pregnant at 15 and a half, gave birth to me at 16. If Roe versus Wade was in place, I wouldn't be alive today. You have to understand that there is a destiny no matter where you're where you come from. I am thankful that mama and papa were in the backseat of whatever. You guys don't like that. That's all right. That's all right. You don't like it. But I'm glad to be alive. I'm glad to be alive. I am glad to be alive. I am glad to be alive. And I've got a throne in my future. I've got a throne in my future. (laughs) Promotion doesn't come from man. Promotion comes from God. Stop using the excuse of what man thinks about you, what someone thinks about you, what someone said about you. That's not an excuse for you to get away from your throne. You need to go after the throne. The David didn't see the giant, he knew his destiny. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Come on. What's impossible with man is possible with God. How many of you believe that's true, what's, poss- what's impossible with man? So this, someone says, oh, it's impossible. Morgan, it's impossible that you're ever going to be a Barbara Walters. No, 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 no. What, what's impossible for man is possible for God. In my book, The Experimentalist, I talk about uh, the, uh, Denzel Washington. When he was young in church, a little old church lady comes up to him and writes them something down and gives him a prophetic word. on on a piece of paper talking about who he was going to be and what he was going to accomplish. I mean, now this is a little backwoods place. You have to understand there's no way that some Denzel Washington is coming from that, but what's impossible with man, there's no way that David is supposed to get to the throne. It's impossible. But when he hears, I can marry the daughter. Come on. That's an introduction. That's an (laughs) (laughs) I can marry into the throne. Come on, somebody. All I have to do is take down Jonathan and then I have access. Just see, God will make a way where there is no way. And all you have to do is take down the giant that's been standing in front of you? We're not gonna be giant minded. We're throne minded. And being throne minded, we're cause minded. Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason for you to have breath in your lungs? Is there not a reason for you to wake up and your eyelids open every day? Is there not a reason for you to get up and and have some energy and power inside of you? Find that reason. Live with that reason. Go after that reason. And you'll take down a giant every single time. Giants are part of the cause. But don't be focused on the giants because then you're focused on your problems. What is impossible with man is possible with God. The Bible says this in the book of Acts about about David. It said David served his generation according to the will of God. He served his generation. You know what's really important is that you serve this generation. You serve this generation right now. Don't serve this generation what was, was last generation. Serve this generation the way it is, Mallory. Serve this generation now serve this generation now the wealth that you're going to create is from doing what this generation needs now i said god why does this why do we keep doing revival revival i was a part of this revival and this revival shut down and i was a part of this revival for for every revival every 7 years there's a move of god it's re, it's 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 a cycle this is the, this is the 7th year the last move of god that we experienced we experienced a worship revival in 2015 it lasted for a year we And it, it continues to last. And, I mean, you, are, you, you carry the, uh, that atmosphere, that, that flavor, that smell of worship, the essence of God's pleasure. It's here at Awaken. That's why I'm attracted to Awaken. But seven, every seven years, and I go back all the way, I can see this pattern for many years. I've never missed, a, I never missed a revival. I've been in the midst of every breath of God entering into the earth that I've been alive for. This year, 2022, is the next revival. And I want you to see, this is the year. This is the seventh year, man of God. I want you to see that. And what's really powerful, it's starting in a way that we aren't recognizing it. How's it starting? With with an overturning. With an overturning. With an overturning. See, the Lord said, Tracy, people are saying it's overturning. But you have to know what's really happening. It's not overturning. It's repenting. This, this last week, America repented yeah. at a court justice level of a decision that they made 49 years ago. It was a repentance. And we have to recognize that God is going to move in the marketplace and is going to manifest his glory and is going to bring about change. We're in the midst of a revival. Okay, I've got a few minutes. All right, Larry, to are you? says he served his generation, fell asleep, and was buried. I want you to get this. You can't, go, you can't die before you serve your generation. I said, God, why do we keep doing this? He says, every generation deserves their revival and their awakening. Every generation must have the breath of God on it. And I want to serve the generation that I'm in so that they can have the breath of God on it. That word serve your generation, it's, it comes from a term, that word serve, it comes from a term, a rowing term, which means that you, you know, you've seen the rows, they, they get in the boat and you row it. It's not just one person rowing, but it's a row, a row team. That, that, that word row, that word serve means that we're going to row our generation to its next level. How many of you are ready to row this generation to its next level? You're ready to bring this generation to its next place? This generation doesn't move forward without you. It doesn't move forward without you. It does not move forward without Awaken. It doesn't move forward without a believer that says we're going to row with our generation and move them into something better and more powerful. I want to row with this generation. You feel like you're alone? Come on, let's get together in this thing. And let's row together. My friend, Rex Crane, he's like, Tracy, I need you to come to this thing. with. I mean, like, I'm mean, i like, Rex, why are you inviting me to this stuff? Listen, I, he, I mean, you're busy, I'm busy. But anytime he wants to do something, I'm going to roll with him. Samuel Duth, I mean, and Katie, anytime they want to do something, I'm going to roll with them. Anytime Colin Higginbottom wants to do something, I'm going to roll. I'm here, only here because I met a Colin Higginbottom. That's the only reason I'm a part of Awaken Church. It's because of Colin, he sat there and said, bro. And then he lassoed me and tied me up and put me in the car. I have no idea what happened after that. And I just, he just tells me every day to take these pills, and I do it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> and it keeps me all like, no, <laughs> awakening, awakening, awakening is the best. Awakening is... said, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a pastor. Yeah, but awakening still better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's right let <laughs> me know I'm going to row with Pastor Jurgen. I'm going to row with him he needs something, I'm going to row with him he calls me, I'm going to row with him how many of you want to move your generation forward how many of you want to move awaken forward well, why should I be a part of Vision Builders we're going to row with the vision we're going to row with it You know what I love about vision builders is every time you, 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 you not only connect your vision to God's vision, when you choose to be a a vision builder, you connect your vision, you tie your vision into God and God says, Oh, we have the same vision. And he starts to feed your vision. But what I love about the sowing is the moment I sow, it starts a clock on my harvest. You can't plant a seed without starting a clock. So if you want to harvest for sure, plant now so that it is calculating to a great harvest. You can't get past it. From the beginning, it says it will always be seed time and harvest. So you can count on that. David is ready to row with his generation. And so he, the king comes and says, okay, let's put this on you. Try this outfit. This is great outfit. David's like, he doesn't know how to use any of the gear. The Bible says it's not tested. Don't use what's not tested to do your greatest battle. Oh, but it's shinier than what I have. Don't, doesn't matter. Use what you have. Do what you, you've tested. You, well, but it's not as cool as what they have. The king offered David the shiniest armor there was, his armor. And it wasn't tested for his generation. It worked for the previous generation. But it wasn't for his generation. I wish I had someone in this last few minutes that would say amen. Amen. You got to use what your generation. It doesn't look as cool. It's not as amazing. It's not as wonderful. But it doesn't matter. Did you test it? Were you in the back side of the woods slinging that sling and knocking off the, the, the Mountain Dew cans? Were you actually in the back handling your business and doing what you could do the best that you could with what you had? Use what you have instead of using what someone else has. Use what you have. And be bold enough to tell someone that's trying to form you into what they are that it's not for you. King, this is not for me. I didn't test it. You got to take this all off. I'm good. Give me my sling. (laughs) The king's looking and going, wait, wait. You're going to go out there, and this guy's been a warrior since he was a child, and you're just a little kid. Don't Don't let them despise your youth. He takes this sling. He takes this. He takes a staff, he takes a sling, he takes five rocks, puts it in a little shepherd's pouch. Why shepherd's pouch? Because that's what he's used to. Stop trying to be something you're not. Be what you are. And it will take down the giant because the cause is associated to who you are, what you are. If I could just be with that, if I could just do this, if I could just get around, if I could just, no, don't do all of that. Be cause-oriented. Be throne-oriented. God will handle the rest. He knew all you had was a little sling. He knew all you had was a little pouch. He knew all you had was a little staff. He knows what you have. What are you doing, Mr. Armstrong? You're taking away all my excuses. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, it is true. He stands and he walks out of the tent and the Bible says he stands in front of the, he stands in front of the giant and then he takes off running. No one has charged a giant ever. All right. I'm trying to give you that posture. Charge your giant because your plan is to run through him, not to run to him. Don't run to your problem, run through your problem. Don't run to your mountain, run through your mountain. Don't don't run to your wall, run through your wall. Do you know that a person will never run through a wall because they see a wall? But if you see past the wall, you'll run through the wall. It's important that you have the power of God within you, that you say, this wall is going to break when I come to it. I'm not going to stop before I get there. I'm going to keep on running. David gets up and we're gonna bypass a lot of stuff here for a second. You're gonna read it for yourself later. He gets up there, short story. He takes this sling, throws that rock, hits that giant right before, between his eyes. Giant falls down, he walks up to the giant and he stands over him, he's like. Takes takes the sword of the giant. My theme is always going to be, your greatest weapon is in the hand of your enemy. The weapons that you need for the throne are in the hand of the giant you take down. He takes that sword and he chops off the head. tops off the head. He takes all the armor, takes all of the sword takes everything, wraps it all up, takes the head of Goliath. And the Bible says he takes, he takes the, the armor and puts it in his tent. Now, I thought to myself, you guys, don't, I, you guys have to be, you know, just be aware of my thinking. My thinking is sometimes low. But I thought to myself, where did David get a tent? He just showed up with lunch. He took Goliath's tent. Come on, somebody. It's a big tent. The Bible says that there's a day that God's going to give you a territory, and that territory is going to have houses you didn't build, vineyards you didn't plant. You know what I thought about? When, when God's planning something for me, it's always bigger than I can imagine. God has a giant over there building a house for me. I imagine coming to the door, and I'm like, I have to swing the door with running. I go into the bedroom and I have to climb up the bed with the, give me stairs. God's building something bigger than what you can imagine for your life. You couldn't imagine how big God's about to be on your behalf. You can't imagine the giant is actually manifesting something bigger than you could build yourself. This is my, this is the best part and I'm gonna have to just cut it real short, this best part though. He puts the armor into the tent. Then Abner says, come on, we're having a party to celebrate the victory. We have actually overcome. This is great. We're having a party. David says, okay, wait, I got to grab something. He goes into, and he comes out, and he's going to show up to the party swinging Goliath's head. (laughs) See, you guys aren't catching this. Who shows up with a party with a head on you? This is my, I've been trying to find a big head so I can just walk around the stage with it. See, some of you are about to have the biggest win you've ever had in your life, and you can't leave it in the tent. You've got to show up everywhere with your win. You've got to show up everything, everywhere, and you're everywhere with that big head. Every day, everywhere with that big head. Hey, have I told you what I did today? Have you have I told you about my victories? Have I told you? Have I told you about what I've overcome? Have I told you about the things that God has done in me? I know that I was the one counted out, but look what I'm carrying around. Some of you are about to carry the head of your giant into every meeting, every party, every place, everywhere. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. (laughs) Lift your hands. I want to pray for you before we go. I release on you the anointing to to win big. (laughs) I release on you the anointing to win big and to carry your big wins to the world so they can see the giants that you slay. The giant is only a sign that I'm getting closer to the throne. And carry that wind. Carry it boldly. I release on you the power to overcome everything that is holding you back from the cause and the purpose that God has given you. I release on you the anointing of God to be strong and vibrant in your generation. That you move things forward. Will you accept that?